Simon, behold, Satan had desire to have you. Verse 31. He desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, this is not a positive statement, and when thou art, not if, but and when, it's for a day, it's going to happen. When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, as Peter speaking, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Oh, yeah. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, Jesus speaking, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. You're going to deny me in my message today is Satan's desire exposed. Tell the person beside you, God says Satan's desire is exposed. Satan's desire is exposed. Let us pray. Lord, how excellent is your name. In all this earth, we're here to hear from the Lord. Speak plainly, clearly, with clarity. Speak and bring conviction. And then God, forgiveness and reparation for sins. I'll give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. In the name of the Lord. The Bible said, coming to the end of the life of Jesus, on earth, he chose 12 men. At a critical juncture in his ministry, he looked at the 12. They were discussing who's going to be the greatest. And if you check the story, you'll find that Peter was in the middle of it all. And I'm going to focus on the apostle Peter who was not yet Apostle Peter. He was just Simon. But after his conversion, Jesus called him Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, Simon. Now, you know, the, the Lord didn't wait for Peter to ask him the question, how good am I? How good am I doing? But the Lord volunteered to give him a, a report card how things are going in this life. So Simon, Simon. Now remember this, when God said your name twice, it's meaningful. Abraham, Abraham, do thy son no harm. Moses, Moses, take off thy shoe. That same God, Jehovah, in Jesus Christ, saying, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan 
hath desired to have you and to sift you as wheat. Now, I've seen wheat being sift in the Caribbean. I've seen it before. It's being agitated, manipulated, irritated, and then lifted up and blown in the wind. <laughs> and what remains you keep and what blows away goes away. Satan desire to have you. Jesus is exposing Satan among us. Apostles, disciples at that time, hoping to be. He said, Satan in the underworld have a discussion and decide to have you. And he craved to own you. He's longing to make you his own piece of rag. He desire to have you. Not just to have you, but to sift you. The word sift means separate you from Jesus. From where you are. Taking a place you will hope not to be. He desire to have you. Craving for you. Longing to get you. Planning to get you. Scheming to get you. Arranging situation to condemn you. And grab a hold of you. And you don't know about it, but I know about it. Because you need my permission to get to you. And he want to sift you, scatter you, manipulate you, torture you, afflict you, and destroy you if given the chance. That is the wish of Satan. And Jesus says, and I, but I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for you. Uh, you don't hear me praying. You don't see me praying, but I've been praying for you. I see what Satan Trump is doing. I can see the decoy. But I have prayed for thee. Even though you have not asked me to pray for thee. And the reason why I'm praying is that your faith fail not. I can't stop you from encountering Satan. But I'm praying that when you two meet together that he will not overthrow your faith and make you go shipwreck. I'm praying that you will not throw away the helmet of salvation. I'm praying that you will not cast away the breastplate of righteousness. I'm praying that you will not get rid of that loins of truth. I'm praying that you will not throw in the sword of the spirit. I'm praying that you will not get rid of the gospel and become shipwreck. Peter, I am praying for you. And some of you right now, 
You're marked by Satan. You don't know it. There's a mark on your forehead. There's a mark on your feet. There's a mark on your heart. And in a few days, you're going to be visited by the devil. And I don't know if you're going to survive. But I'm praying for you. I'm agonizing all the power of prayer. What a difference prayer makes. Jesus says, I can't keep you away from the devil. But I can pray for you. That in that battle, in that encounter. But what is faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. There are things that you hope for. That may never happen when you think it should. What is going to happen to your faith at that moment? A man called Saul, who was designed to be king, when things didn't happen his way, he said, I forced myself. I forced myself against what I know is right and did the wrong thing. And then when he did, then the Lord prophet showed up and said, what have you done? You've just done foolishly because I was coming to desire fulfilled what you long for but in your lack of faith and you being not profited by preaching or by teaching or by counseling you're going to throw all my counseling behind your back you're going to reject all the preaching you've heard and all the teaching that God gave you. And all the promises that God made. And you're going to step out like a fool does. And die like Abner does outside the realm of protection. You see, Peter, I have prayed for you. That you will not go beyond my ability to pray and touch you. There's a place where the covering of prayer does not reach. And there's a place where it is effectual. And can keep you from falling. Peter. Very proud and rambunctious. Lord. You've got the wrong man. I am not like Judas. Satan don't have my number. I know I love you. Anybody but me. I ready to go to prison for you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah you're talking. But he's not yet talking to you. He says, I know you're going to have to face the devil. And I'm praying that you survive. He says, I will not forsake you. I will go to prison for you. I'll die for you. He said, Peter, this very day, before the day is over, you and the cop going to have a competition. You see, God has a girl ready to check you out. God has a boy out there to check you out. They're going to pressure you so hard. And when the pressure comes, what are you going to do? It brought the best or the worst out of Peter. And the only thing going to help him was the prayer of Jesus. Because he doesn't even know his own folly, his own weakness. You see, Peter's a guy. Let me tell you about Peter's ignorance. Peter is self-confident. He is always wanting to be the greatest. He is proud. He is critical. Amen. 
and he just know that he is okay and everything gonna be all right. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm, I got all under control. But Peter, without giving the chronological listing of Peter's life, of you know, pride always go before the fall. One time he said, Jesus, you will never wash my feet. He says, there's a door. Christ mentioned Calvary. He grabbed him and said, you're not going there. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Now he said, though all men forsake you, I won't forsake you. I will die for you. Jesus said, oh yeah? Self-praise, there's no recommendation around here. Lord, you know I don't eat nothing common or unclean. <laughs> Lord, what will this man do? You that feel so sure of yourself, you better watch out. You better be careful. Arrogant, rude, crude, that's Peter. He said, look, Lord, I forsake all to follow thee. Always lifting up himself. What do I get? Jesus talked about forgiveness and divorce and such like. He said, Lord, he speaks up. He said, Lord. So it's good not to get married, isn't it? <laughs> Lord, why don't they forgive him 70 times 7? And then he's always quick on the sword. He depends on the wits of the sword. But Peter, in spite of your arrogance, I'm praying that when you fail, you will not go beyond the borders of repentance. I hope when you fail, renewal is still available. I hope when you finally fall, you may find a place not to hang yourself, but hang up your pride instead of hanging yourself. Because, honey, he says, Satan is going to visit you. But I'm praying for you <laughs> that I don't lose you to Satan. That Satan desire does not become fulfilled because he wants to sift you as wheat. Why? Because Satan knows if you just live for God, you have power to influence brethren. He knows that you have the ability to carry the keys of knowledge. He knows that if you were to be submitted to God 1,000 plus percent, you could be so used of God. But all you need is to be converted from the flesh to the spirit. And Satan has singled you out for special attention. Hallelujah. Because you're proud, you're arrogant, and self-will, and more concerned about your self-esteem than Christ's greater esteem. He said, but nevertheless, I've prayed for thee. Oftentimes, Christ would get up in the morning and go out there and pray early in the morning. And for the first time, he revealed why he prayed so hard. It's not praying for himself. Because as the prince of this world cometh, and have nothing in me, but I'm praying for you.
that your faith would not fail. Let's worship God. Satan want to crush you. He wants to torment you. He wants to vex you. He wants to afflict you because of your arrogance and your pride and your pomposity. You're not realizing that what the Lord says does not need your rebuttal. It just needs your repentance. He says, oh Lord, don't let me fall in that trap. But says, anybody but me, it will never happen to me until we all hear the bad news the mighty has fallen. Let's worship God. So Jesus, I prayed for you. I prayed. You said, but Lord, don't, 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 I don't need your prayer. I don't need you to pray for me. You understand? I ran to die for you. I ran to sacrifice for you. I ran to give my life for you. You got no problem, Jesus. I'm going to be there when you need me. Hello? But Jesus said, no. Satan said, Hey, Lord, you did hand of a job to me. Can you hand over Peter to? After all, I asked you for Job. And I told you that Job would not hold his integrity. And you handed me Job. Uh, you know, but why can't an enemy Peter? Are you not sure of Peter? You know, Job was in the hand of the devil. God says, I deliver him to your desire. Go ahead, but don't kill him. He stripped him all the way. If God doesn't give you what you want, will you still backslide? If God don't show up when you ask him to, can you still live him? If God don't deliver you when you ask him to, can he still be your God? That's the test. Do you suffer for, for him for what he can get or for who he is? Job said, though he slay me, yet shall I praise him. And Job said, I'll worship him. Those Hebrew boys said, I will not bow. I will not bend. No matter what the presses are. Praise God. And Abraham said, I will not take nothing from the king of Sodom. And David says, I will not wear the crown of the flesh of Amalek. I wonder what are you saying? But thank God, somebody is praying for you. While you're in the arena, somebody's praying for you. You see, the devil saw when the Lord prayed all night and picked those 12. You're not here in the church by accident. The part you play is not by the pastor's will. It's Jehovah's will that made you function where you are. Many carnal people think it's just by election or by politics. You're wrong. This is my house, God said. And I set in order the thing that I want 
Now, you may not agree with who God used. That's your problem. And that's my problem. But God says, it's my church. I do what I want, when I want, who I want to. I make vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor if I so choose to. And there's nothing you can do about it but to submit to it because he's the potter, you're the clay. And you don't reply back to God. And somebody forgot to tell Peter, you don't reply back to Jesus. Oh! And the Bible said, Jesus said, I prayed for you. And then Jesus moved on in his discussion. Peter forgot what the Lord said. Hello! And before long, crisis came up. In the same chapter, crisis came. And the devil, having captured Judas, amen, felt bolstered. You know, I don't really want Judas is that guy. I want Peter. But I'll settle for Judas for a time. But I still want Peter. You see, Judas is the guy that Jesus said at the beginning, one of you is a devil. And I know who Satan wants, but I chose to give up that one, not you, Peter, because I know you really love me, but he says, Peter, Peter believe, hello, from the beginning. But Judas did not believe from the beginning. Judas called worship waste. He was critical of God's decision. When you start sitting down on pastoral decision, then you make yourself a God. When you don't like what God is doing and you think your way is better than God's way, then you become Satan's agent. Because it began in heaven. Satan desired to be God. He wants to make the decisions. He wants to choose who does what, who sits where, and who should be worshipped. And God said, not going to work around here. Get out. And he became Satan. And ever since that happened, it went in the Garden of Eden. Hello? And they began to listen to the devil who told them that God didn't care for them. That God was withholding. And so they desired knowledge. They desired the fruit. There was Satan's desire placed within them. How do you know what you desire? It's not from the devil. You know how I know? When God resists what I desire. When God disapproves of what I touch. When God shows disapproval. I tell my wife this week in drive. I said, honey, I know when I'm crossing the line. You know how I know? My heart start beating. I feel God's presence. Something tell me, you're stepping on a line, boy. You know what I do? Back off. Back up. Move out. Lest I get too far. And they can't come back. But there's some people that keep on forging on. And pretty soon God gave Ahab what he wanted. You don't want God to give you what you want. Hallelujah. And so they never passed that on. Make a long story short. The time is going. A girl came and said, nah, Da, 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 da. Now the test starts. Jesus is not with them now. He's by himself. Hello. Here's Judas setting up Jesus for silver. That's what he desired. He desired what? Silver. And it's a devil put in his heart to desire it. And he got it. But he lost Jesus. He lost his place in the church. He lost his name in the book. He lost his seat. He lost his crown. How much are you willing to sell today? If I give you what you want, said the Lord God, how much are you willing to pay for the reverse? 
I want you to pray right now, God. Don't give me what I'm praying for. Give me my necessary needs. That's my feed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Peter, I'm praying for you. Parents, have you ever wishes for your kids and watched never fulfill? Hello? Hello? Well, the girl came to Peter and she started to harass him. You know who sent her? The devil did. Okay, Peter, I know you don't believe Jesus. I know, you know how I know that? When he asked to cast your net on the other side, you doubted him. Hello? When the time to feed the crowd, you doubted him and you said, send them home. And I said different. And you're always contradicting me. You can tell when saints are on their way out. They love to contradict the man of God. And I know for sure, give them time, they're going to cross the line. Hello? They're going to cross the line. Hello? And fall in the condemnation of the devil. Hello? There's a place where prayer can't reach you. There is. Can I prove it to you? Samuel said, he's praying for Saul. And God said, quit praying. You're wasting that prayer. I've already rejected him. I have given him over to his will. I'm not interested in him any longer. This is Saul, who is so good at management and leadership and organization and bringing Israel together. God says, I don't care what he's got. I don't want him. I want a little smelly boy down the road who I can work with. I can mold. I can shape. I can lead. He knows how to repent. When you repent, you don't go back and repeat what you repented of. That's called tempting God. That's called pushing God to a place where he said, go. But he really means no. Hello? So the girls began to push Peter and pushed him. He said, No, I don't know him. He forgot what God told him. No, I don't know him. And she kept it. And, you know, she did in season three times, but three separate times. The first time, nothing happened, right? The second time, now you're on, you're on, you're on your third trip now. The third time you do this, you're going to fall. I promise you, you're going to fall. You're going to go right down and sin so bad, and I hope you can recover. It's your third time you're going to do this now. Third time, God says. Now, Peter, do you or do you not know him? Get behind me, dang, 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 dang. Is that what he said? No, he cursed. Like any unsaved person. He didn't curse the devil. He cursed truth. When he did, Jesus went like this. Suddenly, you saw yourself like you should have seen yourself in the beginning. 
it's too late. But thank God, said Peter, here's the hope here. When thou art, that means you're not going to fall out like Judas does. There's going to be some hope there. When you're converted, I mean, there's going to be some recovery here. Peter went out and wept. And while he's weeping, the voice of conscience and the voice of God began to scream at Peter. And said, Peter, were you ignorant of his devices? Did Satan succeed? Did Satan devour you? Did Satan cause you to fall in his condemnation? Did you bow to that mess that he offered you? His walls entangled you. Did he provoke you to do what you did? Peter! Is he sifting you as wheat? Peter! Did he hinder your climb to apostolic ship? Peter! Did you give him place? How much room did you give him in your life, Peter? Oh, Peter! Was your faith overthrown? How did Satan provoke you? How did it happen, Peter? Why did it happen, Peter? He says, Peter, how did Satan capture you at will? You walk with Jesus. You talk with Jesus. And yet he captured you. And gave advantage over you. Satan got him. Did he blind your minds? The question is now, can you recover? Let's worship God. I watched a nature's movie one time. They said, it's other little movies. You can buy them, animals in the forest. And the elk gave her birth. And then the person narrating said, oh, what a pity. What a pity. That babe lost its mom. What a sad thing when a child of God lost their mind because Satan blinded it confused it how did Satan get into your heart that was the question asked Ananias and Sapphira how who opened the door that he gets in there he deny the existence of God when he says, I don't know him. But you just confessed him. You said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Didn't you say you would die for him? Here's a chance. Die for him. No. Satan got him. Amen. And now he's going to shipwreck, crying, weeping. The first thing he did 
after that situation, he went right back to where Jesus found him. In the boat. And number two, he was naked. When you leave, you're going back where you came from. God's going to dump you where you came from. And you hope that guy that you gave yourself to don't bring one more, seven more with himself. And your state is going to be worse than your first state. I don't know why God is talking to people like this today in this church. But somebody needs to listen. Because God is saying, look, don't let Satan desire be met in your life. His demands on you be fulfilled. Don't let it provoke you to cross the line. Guard your heart with everything you've got. Defend your faith. Don't look back. Don't be devoured. Don't repent that you have to repent of the sin you gave up. When you repent of something, you don't want to pick it back up. It's a bad signal to Satan. God released me from nicotine. And I will not go pick that thing up. Let something worse come upon me. I am not that strong as you think I am. I am in the city of refuge. No longer do I stand in that boundary. I am the untouchable. My fate will not fail me. Because the high priest is alive in me. But if Christ came and dies out of you, honey, then Antichrist rises up within you. And you take on the mark of the beast and not the mark of the priest. I'm trying to tell somebody, Satan would like to hinder your climb. He wants to stop and shut off and slam the door of opportunity and blessing. Somebody ought to be touched right now. If you are guilty of sin, you should be confessing right now. You should be repenting. Or you could sit there and justify yourself. And that's what the devil loves when you justify yourself like Peter did because the cock is going to crawl. You see, Peter denied God in secret, but come public. We're all reading it around the world. Let's worship God. If Satan is desire on Job, it meant Job had to give up his integrity. If Satan get desire on Jesus, it means he had to give up the sonship of God. And bow and become a political leader. If you bow, see the devil knew that Jesus Christ wanted to be king. The devil knows you want to get married. He knows you want that job. He knows you want all these things. And I promise you, honey, he's got a counterfeit substitute. And he will give you your desire on the one condition just bow to my desire. And I'll give you your desire. I don't know. I don't know how you could sit there. If I was in your suit right now, I'd run to this altar. I'd be screaming. I'd be saying, God, get these devils out of my life. Get them off my back. I'm carrying too much baggage in my mind. It does not belong to God. Lord, don't hand me over to Satan's desire. Whatever thou doest, don't send me back to my own master. Please, God. Please, God. 
Hard times are coming. But oh God, it doesn't mean I shall allow myself in those attacks and those wiles. Oh God, he singled me out, but I'm not going to let it happen to me. Right now, in this building, you're right here. And the devil desire to devour you, even though you're, dis you're disregarding the dangers and the triggers. Your self-confidence is full of pride, arrogance. And you will not admit the fact that I'm speaking to you. I'm getting you a notification, Peter. Great change of circumstances coming and approaching. Satan doesn't get discouraged. He come back in seasons. And God's telling Peter, 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 the answer is be converted. Be converted. That when he comes, he's got nothing in me. I wonder what would have happened when Jesus said, when are you going to betray me? If Jesus had just said, Lord, it is I. The story would have ended differently. He wouldn't have ended with a rope around his neck. Hello? He would have defeated Satan. And he could have sat right there. And he wouldn't have lost any. But the last time Jesus prayed one more time. I said, Father, I have lost none. But the one that my prayer could not reach. I wonder how many Peters are in this building. I wonder how many people in this place, in these pews, looking at me, and you know you're sinning. You know you're living in adultery and fornication. You know that you're practicing things that God hates. And God knows that you're stealing and robbing and lying and cheating. And the works of the flesh are operating in your life. And you sit right there and nothing is happening. Oh, I said, is it I? Rather than say that, David, Lord, I have sinned. Wash me thoroughly. Purge me of my sin. That's not what Saul said. Saul said, hey, honor me before the people. <laughs> that they may still respect me. You're worried about how you look? How about he looks? Some folks say, well, pastor, you're offensive. You offend me. How about we offending God? I don't hear you. Come on now. What kind of church is this? It's a salvation church. Hello. Hello. He wasn't denying Jesus to the girl. Satan was hearing him. Because Satan knew Pentecost was coming. Didn't want him to get there. You want to stop him. Amen. Before I close, I want to ask you this question. Did he get you? Did you overcome? Paul wrote to the church of Thessalonica. He said, I want to see you. I long to be with you. But you know what? Satan hindered me. Then he may corner you. And because I couldn't bear it any longer, um, my mind is bothering me. I wonder, was my labor in vain in you? I got in my office there some beautiful statements and people spoke off me. And today some of them are lesbians. 
and a whole lot more. And I wonder what happened. What happened? They were confident. They looked stable. But all the time, they got secret desires. Never given to Christ. Paul said, I, 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 I was worried for you. And so I sent Titus to see what you're doing. And he came and said, your faith stood strong. You're still standing. Know that you're winning souls. He said, when I heard, I rejoice. He said, you are my crown of rejoicing. You came over. You fought a good fight. You have kept the faith. You are not consumed. Amen. By the adversary. You are an overcomer. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Is there anybody here who wants the spirit of an overcomer? He can keep you from falling if you keep the covering on. Come on. Nobody has to go shipwreck in this church. I don't care how they ever provoke us. I don't care how he, how he come against us. Amen. And withstood us. We will not become the synagogues of Satan. I will not be called a child of Belial. I will not be called the devil's children. I will not be called people of the wicked ones. I will be called, oh, called out, chosen, faithful. That's what I'm going to become. Anybody here? Anybody here? Say, pray for me, preacher. Don't stop praying. Pray for me. Pray when you see me. Pray when you don't see me. Pray for me always. Because I'm wrestling. I'm struggling with desires. I'm being provoked by Satan. He's trying to fill my heart with anger. He's trying to overthrow my faith. He's trying to devour me. He's trying to make me rebellious. He's trying to rob my inheritance. He's trying to hinder my crime. He's trying to stop my blessing. But I've got to overcome. Satan. Satan stood the right hand of the high priest to resist him. And I heard a word said, The Lord rebuke thee. Anybody want to rebuke them right now? Come on, church. Don't be afraid of him. Withstand him. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Come on, he can be defeated. We can overcome him. Yes, we all have hard times. We have disappointments. We're all attacked at times. Come on, he's singling you out and singling me out. We all have a Peter in us. But God said, when you are converted, today I want to be converted. That God, that God can reign in the mortal being. I'm trying to tell somebody, Satan desire to have this church. If this church will allow it, homosexuality, lesbianism, all kind of spirit will come in here and capture us and drive Jesus out and bring Ichabod in the house. But when the people stand on guards and say, I will not become a puppet for Satan. I will not allow myself to become sons of Belial. I become a child of God. Yes. 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 Yes.
cutting off the occasion for the flesh. It's a Simon, Simon, Peter. That's the hope right there. No hope in Simon, no hope in Simon, but when it says Peter, being a little rock, a little rock, the Lord tells me, to tell you, honey, he prayed for this church. Jesus Christ prayed for this church. That's why we survive in Fort McMurray. Hallelujah. You know the preacher before me? You know where they all end up? I hate to tell you where they end up. It never left my mind. It never left my mind. We're not so strong that we can't tumble. But if I stay as a chicken on the wings of my mama, I'll be safe. He can't come there. He can't come there, church. Come on, somebody. You got anger? Get rid of it. It's a trigger for the devil to move in. Come on. You got stubborn spirit? Come on. I'm giving notification. Great change in circumstance. It's now approaching. God is foretelling us. The devil knows this time is short. He's coming with a roaring lion. But church, he's not the lion. Your God is the lion. We can be con converted. We can be converted. And our faith will not be overthrown. I get word. When preacher can't change people's decisions. They're bent on doing their own thing. And finally he backs off. and says, you're on your own. I will not be involved with you anymore. You do your own thing. Then the devil steps in. You know, it's amazing how they're hiding from God now. You used to talk with God and commune with God. Now they're hiding from God. What happened? Satan gave them their desire. To the tree of knowledge. Of good and evil. I don't need that knowledge. I'd rather be a dummy and live for Christ. Can anybody hear me? The spirit in this church, anti-brother, anti-sister, arrogant, rude, indifferent. God spoke to me this week about it. He's going to thrash you out. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you give. I don't care how much talent you have. God's going to get rid of you. He can't tolerate that spirit. That's from the devil. Your father is Satan. That spirit comes from the wicked one. He's not submissive. He's not amen, amen. Uh, he can't work with other, other angels. He stole amen and destroyed one third angel. God is looking for people that he can mold and shape. This church may not be attractive to the world, but I hope it's attractive to God. Come on, Come on, Pastor, will you pray for me? For God to keep me. Oh, God, reach me, God. Save me, God. Oh, Shatalamah. Hallelujah. I've seen talented people come through this church, and not one remain. Not one of them remain arrogant, rude, indifferent. Satan's pride got a hold of them. God didn't give you power to destroy. You get power to build. Power to build. Power to lay your all at his feet. Because when an unclean spirit comes in a man, it destroys him. Look at Esau. Look how he fell. First he hated his brother. Is that right? What's the next step? Root of bitterness hit him. Is that right? Is that right? 
Number three, what else did he do? Huh? He married wrong people that grieve his parents for a long time. What else did he do? What did he do, church? What else did he do? But I said he became a fornicator. Huh? What's the next thing he became? God hated him. Hallelujah. And he gave birth to kids that were what? Amen. Edomites. What were they are? Haters of God. I mean, yeah, keep on going. You know what you're doing, honey? Judas lost every silver he had. His belly gossed out. And the money from the ground. The house he bought became a dunghill. Read the Psalms about him. He lost the crown. He lost the ministry. Don't lose anything, church. God give it to keeps. The devil is a spoiler. He's a robber. Somebody hear me. Amen. Get the spirit of unity in the church. Get the spirit of submitting one to another. Because devil single you out with arrogance and, and wicked spirit. I want to tell somebody that spirit got to go. Or you're going to go. Hallelujah. Repent and be converted. And the last time I read them praying, praying for Peter was after Paul rebuked him. Peter again, they never visited him again. Went to Galatia. Spirit of racism hit him. Hello. And caused him division among the saints. And God got angry. And Paul said, Peter, you walk contrary. You walk contrary to the faith. Straighten him out. And next thing you know, Herod got a hold of Peter. She said, Devil come in seasons. The devil come in seasons. Huh? Yes. Him at church. And he came. And he saw. But I hope he doesn't conquer. Hallelujah. There's a Peter in me. There's a Peter in you. There's a Peter in all of us. But oh, I'm asking for Jesus. Would you pray for me, Jesus? Would you still pray for me? That my faith don't fall to the ground. Would you pray for me, Jesus? That I will do nothing crazy and lose my crown. And lose my throne. And lose my gown. And lose my name. I need your prayer, Jesus. Pray for me. Don't give up on me, Jesus. Pray. Pray without ceasing, God. Pray effectual prayer. Pray with mourning and groaning. Pray, please, that I don't fall to the ground and lose out my everything. Finally, Herod got a hold of Peter and threw him in the inner prison. I'd rather be a Peter than a Judas, I won't tell you that much. I may have failed, but it's not final. I may be down, but I'm not out. I can get back up. I can be reconverted into something better. Hallelujah. I can be with the help of God. They lock him up, brother. They lock him up to destroy him. Tomorrow he's going to die. And the church start praying for Peter. Why don't we start praying for our Peters? Instead of criticizing the arrogant one among us, why don't you pray for that arrogant sister or brother? Why don't you pray for that broad brother or sister that you see you can't stand because they're arrogant and rude and indifferent to life? Why don't you pray for them? It may make a difference. They must pray one for another that your sin may be covered. That your sin may, hey, they don't need your criticism. They don't need them. You're barking at them. They need your power that they can own that person of self righteousness. Amen. Amen. 
we need to pray one for another. Because God's exposing the devil on the world. Hallelujah. They prayed. While they were praying for Peter in prison, an angel came down and opened the bars. Peter accepted the feet. He's going to kill me. But the saints said, no, let him free. When you start praying for that person you don't like in this church, when you pray for this person, that way you see them, you turn red. You see red, you see anger, you see danger. They just repel you. If that spirit don't get out of you, I'm talking about you right now, you're going to go down. So help me, God, I prophesy in your God's name, you'll be gone. Where where you came from? That spirit's telling you, get it out now. And don't talk back to God. Repent to God right now. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. I can tell when you guys are struggling because I feel it also. I can feel it, the struggle that goes on. And they prayed, and the angel came down and let Peter loose the power of prayer of a trapped saint. A trapped believer in the church start praying. Don't stop gossiping about that messed up arrogant, rude Christian, pray for them. That God let them out of their arrogancy. Hallelujah. 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 God could not heal Job until Job prayed for those who wrongfully mistreated him. In every case, Satan was in their speech. Everything that said about Job was a lie. And God says, I'm not with it. They speak wrong about me. There's nothing wrong with Job. I was just proving that he's good. And I told David Goke I could count on him. I hope God can count on me, Nick Marie. I hope God can count on me with blessings. I hope God can count me with, with knowledge and privilege and power and money and favor. And don't get to my head till I think I'm better than any of you. And so I think you should bow to me because I say so. Oh my God, help us, Lord. Help us. You may not be noble, but you're still good. You're God's people. Come on, change it. Church of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God released Peter because of the prayer of the saints. God released Peter. Because of the prayer of Jesus. And Jesus is praying for you and me. His last prayer was, I have lost none but those that I couldn't help who went beyond the power of my prayer. Would you bow your heads right now? I don't know why God wanted to give me kind of message like this to this church, but he's boss. I'm a nobody. I'm a scum. I'm from, I told my wife, God went to the, the dump to pick me up. I told you, you want to find Jesus? You're going to find Jesus? By the garbage bin down, down, down Skid Row somewhere. Looking for wrecks so he can turn them into treasures. I'm one of those. There's a Peter in me that God needs to work with. I'm not here to point a finger at anybody. 
I'm going to say, honey, you're in this with me. And God said, Peter, when you recover, strengthen those who have the same problem that you had. Lord Jesus, this church is not better than anybody else. We're a bunch of sinners saved by your grace. Had it not been for the mercy of God, I would have been out there doing the most immoral, terrible things. Lost, wicked, perverted, ungodly. But the grace of God that brought salvation entered this man's life and brought out a shame and disgrace and give me hope. And here I am talking as if I'm some noble one. But God, you know that I'm not noble. Oh, God, you know I came from the trash can. I can't speak for the rest. But I know if it had not been for grace and Calvary, I would have been lost this morning. Lord, please give me power to overcome Satan, to tread on serpents and scorpions, that I will never become one of his pawns. I don't want to be a son of Belial or my saints becoming Lord daughters of Belial or this church to sing of Satan. Would you help us, God? Would you help us, God? Would you help us? Brother O'Donnell, would you pray? Lift up your voice and call upon Jesus for us. Pray for all of us. to you folks you're not God and I'm not God if Jesus was tempted so will you if he was in all points so will you he was a man and he went through all hallelujah and the devil brought him wishes didn't fall for it and he said to you I mean encouragement overcome for I have overcome the wicked one cometh, but he's got nothing on me. And I'm holding on to that. Jesus, I'm holding on to that. Pray. Every week I claim the prayer of Jesus. In the book of John, I claim that prayer every week. He prayed for me. Every time I'm tempted the devil, he prayed for me. He prayed for me. I can overcome. I can resist God. Please don't let me slip. Don't let me slide. Oh, God, I need your help, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I can tell you right now, the devil don't care if you're an apostle, bishop, deacon, doctor. He don't care one bit. He's going to come at you anyhow. And he never get discouraged. Let's thank him one more time. Thank Jesus one more time. 
I know God spoke to us right now. Not to point fingers, but to point inwards. And before I finish this morning, if there's anybody here who has not yet repented of their sins, hallelujah. Psalm 51 tells you how to do it. Get baptized in Jesus' name for remission of your sins. And receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. There's a God in this building. Peter and they Pentecost stood up and gave hope to 3,000 souls who were just like he was and told them, You can repent. You did it ignorantly, it was done willfully. And he gave hope, and 3,000 came in. Thank God for Peter. I'd rather be a Peter than a Judas. Any day. Any day. I'd rather be a Peter. Oh, hallelujah. Because the prayer of Jesus affected me, but couldn't affect Judas. Let's worship God one more time. Shukumaha. I want every one of you right now, close your eyes. I want you to pray for the preacher right now. Come on, pray for him. That his faith fail not. Come on, pray for him. I want to pray for you after. That his faith fail not. In these last days, pray for the preacher right now. Hallelujah! Pray for the preacher right now. Pray for his wife also. Pray for her also. Hallelujah! Now pray for each other right now. That their faith fail not. We don't need your pointing fingers. We need the hand of love and mercy and reaching out. Pray for each other now. Come on, pray. Lord, as they pray for each other, one for another, Lord Jesus. We're going to overcome through the prayer you prayed for us. Jesus prayed for me. That's why I'm still standing. And you, church, prayed for me. That's why I'm still standing. And I'm praying for you. And that's why you're still standing. We're praying one for another. That our sin may be covered. Under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Keep us from the hour of temptation. Keep us, oh God, clean. Keep us holy. Keep us righteous, God. Keep our mind on. Take care of our children. They were children, children. Yeah, Lord. We're going to make it, God. In Jesus' name. Let's go with this song. If you don't mind, we'll sing it right now with the music. For you, I am praying for you. I am praying 